Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm good. I feel like I see you far too often. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Uh, Yes, get out of my house, please. You're always on my computer screen. Always. (laughs) Um, But everyone else, welcome back to Gay Space. We're excited to have you all here. Yes, this is the Gay Space Hot Mess Edition, which I'm so excited about. Super fun. Yes, so thank you, Hot Mess, um, for joining us, participating to get our special guest here. Yes. We have Saf, made famous by Tiger King. From Tiger King! I'm so excited. (laughs) Welcome. I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you guys very much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you have you been uh, interviewed by a drag queen yet? I have not. No. Well, well. Welcome to the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes, awesome. So, um, Mike, this is amazing. Are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm gushing a little bit right now. So, <laughs> um, so before we get to the you know big topic, how how are things? You're in California, right? I am, yes, sir. Okay, how are, how are things out there? How's quarantine life? <laughs> oh, man, it's lovely. I mean, it's as lovely as quarantine can get. You know, yeah. I right. got good weather. I got good people. So uh, I'm making the best of uh, the worst. You know, that's, that's good. Awesome. Do you have Do you have roommates, or is it just you? Uh, it's my family. I have a wife and kids. So oh, amazing! Oh, awesome! That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Look at me, ill informed. So sorry. <laughs> wow, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I don't talk about it much. You know. So. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. How long have y'all been together? Yeah. Too long. <laughs> no, um, no, you know, it's, it's for me. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. My, my ups and my downs. So, uh, you know, one of those, one of those situations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you have people there. I mean, some people are going through this I whole do, thing alone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate, you know, but yeah. um, I always kind of, kind of look at the positive on everything. You know, I think it's time for, for everyone to just kind of self-reflect, you know? So I, a friend of ours, it's good. Yeah. A friend of ours was telling us the other day, like her feet have never been smoother because she's doing like pedicures (laughs) at home. So, I mean, I guess we're all, we're all going through this differently. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you just start, you start finding things in your house. You didn't know you had, you know, because you bought it so long ago. Mm -hmm. Things like that. I found all this (laughs) makeup. That's, what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so you guys are just chilling. That's great. Uh, I feel like, I feel like I've eaten everything in sight and watched everything on Netflix, uh, and oh, Pornhub. Yeah. So we're good. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to keep to like a regular schedule or is it just whatever goes? I kind of have to, um, the kids have school, but obviously everyone's doing it remotely. So Mm -hmm. we have to get them up in the morning as if, you know, they have a school day and stuff like that. But I mean, they do school in their pajamas, you know, so (laughs) it says, it's as routine as, uh, as this can be, you know? So, yeah. What (laughs) grades are they in? It's a very strange world that we live in right now. It, It really is. Yeah. Fourth and first. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so they're yeah. babies. Aww. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you enjoying being a teacher? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um, I actually, and, and it's funny, I was just talking about that. You know, I have so much more. Not that I didn't respect them at first. You obviously do um, respect your educators, but so much more respect for the fact that they had to change their entire routine, not only personally at home, but also as, you know, professionals working from home. Mm-hmm. I, it's impressive and uh i think that they're they're outstanding for that because i just i wouldn't have it in me i mean you you plan all summer for one thing and then it's completely changed up and you're expected to have it taken care of for the rest of you know yeah for parents like us who are like hey man what do we do because i don't know <laughs> i don't yeah. know what to do <laughs> so i uh, uh i really hope what? that a lot of people come out of this like with more respect for teachers, obviously, but also like, let's kind of fight to get them paid a little more. Oh, yeah. I mean, a friend of ours is also a teacher and I don't know how many Absolutely. times I've 
counted on one hand, like he's had to pay out of his own paycheck for supplies, which is yeah. wild to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's, you know, one of millions of teachers who do it. I mean, it's oh, incredible yeah. the amount they sacrifice personally. So yeah, definitely Absolutely. should be highlighted. And I hope, I hope that is a message that comes from all of this, you know, one of the many. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, why don't we start with, uh, let's get into it. So, (laughs) hi, I am not a professional. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Neither am I. (laughs) So where are you from? Let's start at the beginning. Originally Hawaii, born and raised, um, lived there, you know, with my two sisters and my brother, my mom, my dad, basically my entire family Um, (laughs) was right around the corner at some point. Um, That's awesome. after high school, uh, my mom got sick when I was 18. Um, so Ooh, I think you broke up, uh, you? After, you know, pretty much two of the, yeah. Uh, after high school, when I turned 18, my mom got sick and, and passed shortly after that. Oh, so, wow. you know, after those two significant moments in my life, you know, graduating high school and then of course losing a parent. Um, I just knew I needed something bigger and better and, and something to distract me really from this life in general. Um, so I joined the military and that's kind of where my journey started, you know, um, as far as just independently as an adult on my own, I, uh, I was able to travel the country. I was able to serve my country. And more importantly, <clears throat> most importantly, I think I was able to f- kind of find some purpose, you know, some self um, yeah and then i transitioned out of the army in oklahoma and that's when i found the park spent almost oh wow there, so. wow yeah that's um, that's amazing <laughs> <a> <laughs> thank you so much yeah. for your service we yeah um, thank you i grew Absolutely, up in a, yeah. mil- with a military dad so i appreciate anyone that makes that decision to do all of that stuff so i appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you i appreciate thank you. your support yeah Absolutely. It was a, it was a wonderful experience for me. Like I said, it definitely molded me into the adult that I am today. Um, but I'm glad that it's over and I was able to move on to something, you know, something different. Absolutely. So how did you find the park? How did that happen? Yeah, it was just a random Google search. I was transitioning out of the army. Um, Mm -hmm. I've loved tigers my whole life, obviously. Um, in Hawaii, you can't own a tiger. So as soon as I knew I was able to, I, I made the move, the bold move to just to just Google it. I really just Googled it. I said, how do I get my hands on the tiger? How do I interact with the tiger? And being an hour away from Joe at the time um, mm-hmm. in Lofton, Oklahoma, he was the first thing that popped up. That wow. is, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's it really so wild. is. It's really the most <laughs> random, I mean, thing, the most random connection. You know, if it was a, a love story of sorts, then it would have been just the most random love story ever. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> really how I met him, you know, is it's just a random Google stick and I, I got lucky. So. Yeah. So when you uh, found the park and messaged them, did you just show up or did you, did they say come in or, you know, like, you right. know, like a regular job or were they like on the spot, like, come on in, just do it. Right. I, uh, I, so I emailed the, you know, the, email that was listed on the website for the zoo itself. Um, I got a response from someone who I know was not Joe, um, giving me his contact information and allowing me to therefore connect with Joe directly. Mm -hmm. And it was about a two week period of me and Joe going back and forth, you know, every other day or so, um, just about my interest in the park and, and the fact that I'd be able to commit all this time to it, you know, and uh, I had mm. nothing going on at the time. I was getting out of the army. So my life was now a blank slate again. Right. And, um, and he said, whenever you can come down and check it out, come down and check it out. I told, I let him know, you know, a few days. Um, I showed up and literally never left again. So wow. that's kind of how it <laughs> that's went. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, men- you mentioned the long hours. When they, in the documentary, mm-hmm. they show like you guys have really, I mean, it's all day every day is it really as strenuous and tiresome as they made it seem it is it is you know we got up in the morning um the second you step foot on park and it was about eight o'clock a.m when everyone that worked there was on park um some Mm -hmm. people showed up at seven so so from seven a.m to eight a.m everyone's showing up by eight a.m everyone's there you don't go home until everything's done 
Oh so there is no clock out time. You just, <laughs> you have a list of things you need to do and you finish it before you go. So, so yeah, I, the days got long for sure. That's a, I mean, uh, that's a commitment. Like I didn't right. commit to shaving my face. I'm not going to commit to that. <laughs> right. It's a commitment. <laughs> um, How many animals? Oh, sorry. No, that was totally my question. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, at, at one point we had at least at least 1,200 animals. Oh, my gosh. Um, but mind you, you know, we had many, many, many different species. So mm-hmm. not only did we have almost 200 big cats, which included lions, tigers, ligers, and uh, tigons, which are hybrids thereof, um, we had skunks and we had raccoons and birds oh. and primates and snakes, you know, lizards. We had all kinds of stuff, man. So, okay. so this was like a real zoo, not just big cats. Like, no, yeah, not and there just, was just big everything. Cats. Wow. Right, how, right. how large was the property? 42 acres. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's 1,200 animals on 42 acres. That's kind of tiny, right? Yeah, yeah. There yeah. wasn't a lot to work with. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like I said, you know, um, a lot of those animals were, were small reptiles or birds where they don't take up mm-hmm. much space. Um, the, the big cats really took up the most amount of space. Obviously, the bigger the animal, the bigger the cage needs to be. Mm-hmm. And um, in all honesty, not all of our cages were big enough. So, yeah. Right. So right. it was definitely an issue there, you know, as far as quantity over quality. And I always push for quality. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have experience with animals beforehand or were you kind of t- trained on the job out kind of the best practices, that kind of thing? Yeah, no, aside from the uh, research I did on my own, um, I had zero professional training, zero mm-hmm. hands-on training. The day I walked onto that park, I, I've had dogs and cats in my life um, <laughs> prior to being on the park, but that's a tiny bit different from a 600-pound tiger. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I so grew up no, with no experience. I grew up with horses, and even that is not to me is not Incredible. anywhere near as terrifying right. as a tiger. Right. Um, right. I mean, I yeah, same here. I rode horses before in Hawaii, but uh, man, yeah, not the same feeling. No, no they're <laughs> they're so docile. They're like big giant yeah. dogs, and then you have they this really angry cat like um so speaking of dogs and all of that i've always wanted to ask every time i've seen a video of like a lion or a tiger there's always like a wiener dog in there is that that just right i can i can speak for our park alone um you know lions in particular Mm -hmm. are pack animals they're pride animals so in the wild they live within a family almost unit um, so they're very social, you know, they love, they love interacting socially. Um, so we had a litter of Dotson puppies at the same time that we had this particular lion who kind of, he suffered and struggled with, um, walking when he first was born. Aww. And we, we put him in this litter in the house with these wiener dogs and they just grew up as a family together. And I'll tell you okay. what, you try to take that lion's wiener dog. From it, <laughs> it's a problem. Lord, yeah. so, it's a problem. Hilarious. Yeah. I, and that's just, really all it is. Yeah. I've okay. always seen yeah. that. I'm like, I would feel like that dog would look like a snack to that giant animal. So <laughs> right. why not? Right. I mean, you know, it's always in the back of your head. Like, you know, we just put a predator and prey in the same cage. <laughs> but yeah. like I said, we were in more danger if we tried to take them from him. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of, and they, they love their lion. <laughs> so. That's amazing. That's so incredible. Yeah. Um, it is. Speaking of danger, we all know the big thing that happened to you. Um, right. Do you want to, can you walk us through that? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, was that just a normal day, normal feeding? That's exactly it. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. You know, it, uh, it was just a typical Saturday um, and Saturdays only meant one thing different from every other day of the week. And that was that we also had tours that day. We had mm-hmm. to put on two big tours. So tours were always something that we just wanted to get done as soon as we could so that we could focus on the tours. Um, and that's exactly what I was doing that day before any of the tours started. It was about 10 a.m. in the morning. And I was in the middle of chores, cleaning out tiger cages. Um, and I was moving a, a full grown male tiger from one pen to the other pen. 
And, you know, we have all these tools, we have all these protocols, we have all these regulations, and you just do the same thing over and over again. You become complacent. You think, mm-hmm. I could do this stuff with my eyes closed. Mm. Um, and, and that's what happened. You know, I got complacent and um, things like that doesn't, you know, it doesn't go over lightly when you're working with such, you know, uh, unpredictable, dangerous animals. And mm. um, I honestly feel like I got away lucky. So, yeah. I, really? I, I mean, I... It's amazing to me, like it's it's inspiring to me that you are so, um, you're so okay with how, like you are, you know, taking your the blame for it and not the animal oh, yeah. because unfortunately, oh, yeah. the animal mainly will probably get the blame any other time. Um, you know, they I knew that's what they were going to do immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's a tiger, and this is our perfect opportunity to highlight the dangers of this, you know, of this entire industry. Um, and that's why it was so important for me to get back. Right. You know, I knew the longer I stayed in that hospital, the bigger this story was going to be. And um, at the end of the day, man, this is my career. This is what I chose to do professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the same as anyone else who chooses, you know, their own career, the dangers that are involved are something that we're w- willing to risk. Um, Absolutely. You know, that's one of them. You might get hurt. You know, you might lose <laughs> a hand. I mean, <laughs> it happens. <so>. <laughs> Um, yeah. you've, you've famously said a couple of times, like you would cha- you wouldn't change it if you had to, or, you know, you would do it all over again. Um, yeah. what is the thought process you had while you're in the hospital of like, okay, I can, I, you're, I'm faced with, I can do therapy or I can go back to work. Like how hard was that decision to make? Instantaneous. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were to ask me right now, if I'm willing to wait two years for anything or, or have it taken care of it immediately, it would be the immediate choice that I would take every time. Oh, wow. Um, right. But obviously more things factored into my decision at the time as well. Like I said, I knew the longer I stayed in the hospital, the worse off mm-hmm. it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I knew the best thing that I could do for the animals at that point. I couldn't do anything for the hospital. I needed to get back to them. Um, and that was ultimately like a media thing, you know, um, if I'm on park able to speak for myself, then the media might not be able to turn it into something it's not. Right. <laughs> yeah, like a, so, an animal just being an animal. Yeah, <laughs> like a tiger being a tiger. You know, exactly. So, I mean, it was it was it was that important. It, I mean, obviously, it was against medical advice to uh, to leave the hospital and and then mm-hmm. return to work. You know, mm-hmm. they they were like, you did, you just had major surgery. Slow down. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I just, I, I mind over mattered it. Um, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew what was important. And I just kind of stuck with mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah. today, I mean, I know it was the best decision I made because that tiger still lives. So, that's Oh, that's that amazing. That was actually yeah. my next question was, you yeah. know, that what, what did they do to the tiger? Obviously, they had to move him, I'm sure. They did. They but, did. They had to remove him from uh, the public view. So he mm-hmm. obviously stayed on park. He just was in uh, quarters where he was not viewable to the general public. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I, I just, that to me is just inspiring. I love that. Um, That's, (laughs) I mean, cause anything, anything could happen. I always say that every day, like anything could happen, but at least I'm awake, you know, and alive. So I mean, I can't imagine losing an arm. (laughs) That would be terrifying (laughs) to me. Yeah. But if you, if you consider, you know, there are many people who have it better off than me. That's true because everyone's born at two hands and, you know, Mm -hmm. I I lost one of mine, but uh, there are some people that have none. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. in that sense, I got more than them, and you know, you just gotta take what you have and run with it. Honestly, have you thought about being a motivational speaker? Because that's that's the <laughs> attitude that they need. Yeah, <laughs> I have not. No. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, I'm copywriting it now. So no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did you ever there consider you getting like a prosthetic or anything like that? Uh, most of the time, you usually don't have anything. So, was that ever a thought for you? Right. It was. It was a real thought. Obviously, um, everything was new as soon as um, amputation happened. So mm-hmm. now I, I'm spending my, you know, my time learning how to do things one-handed, simple things like um, tying my shoes, you know, mm-hmm. buttoning my pants, um, just everyday things that started to be pretty difficult. I was starting to get a little frustrated. I obviously wanted to 
pursue a prosthetic at the in, immediately at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I started the process, you know, about an, about a year into that process. Cause it's not a short process. Oh, you wow. know, there's, you got to fit this, you got to do the therapy for that particular prosthetic. And then you work with this prosthesis. And, and I mean, it's such a long grueling process that I realized, you know what? I get along just fine with one hand and the yeah. rest I can just chalk it up to the game, you know? So yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I haven't, I haven't pursued one in about, uh, let's see, it's been seven years. So about six years I haven't pursued one. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Do you, are, are, were you right-handed? So you didn't really lose your writing hand or were you left-handed? Right. Okay. Right. I was, oh, that's I, was born, yeah, I was born right-handed. Um, my okay. dad was left-handed. So I actually, I was ambidextrous for most of my adult life. Wow. Um, me too. Yeah, but, but obviously, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I was uh, born right-handed and and I got lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a bit. I love that you say you got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know? I love it. I mean, uh, what's the odds? Fifty-fifty, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with going forward, with you losing an arm, and I'm sure that was a big story just around town where you guys were. Um, what did they do? Uh, or what did you all do to like kind of ease people's minds that were coming to visit? Right. Yeah. So um, as far as when I was in the hospital, I was in the hospital for a total of seven days. Um, It happened. Oh my God. You just get get cooler (laughs) and cooler every five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It happened on the the 5th of October and on the 12th of October, I was back on park. Um, And that was my, yeah, that was my like, I needed to, it was the, a must do is I needed to address it obviously to the, to the general public. Um, and then I needed to show them that again, you know, reinforcing, this is my career decision, mm-hmm. what I choose to do. Um, and in this sense, you know, it affected me and my life directly. Um, but I also see that the way that it affects, you know, the general public, they thoroughly enjoy coming to see these animals. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that none of that changed. So, right. Right. Yeah, that was obviously my number one priority at the time, and I'm glad I was able to do it for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Was there always a lot of media attention because of Joe's personality, or was there a lot of media attention just for the accident with you? <laughs> no, there was always there was always some source of um of like I like I said, you know, we've always been filmed always ever since I've been on that park. If it wasn't by Joe's crew themselves. Um, there was always some film crew in there, you know, because there's a story there. Joe is a walking, breathing story. I, I mean, like, he's, he's something else, you know? So yeah. I, I knew it. Yeah. And then you throw him in the middle of 200 big cats and controversy and you just got, you know, a s- storm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we were constantly being filmed and, you know, the local news people knew him by first, middle, last name. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheriff's office knew him by first, middle, last name. I mean, we were well known, you know, within our small community. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, we were we were filmed often. <laughs> Media was definitely a part of us. <laughs> okay. Where, yeah. When you started and uh, you realized that you're being filmed every day, was that something you all discussed beforehand, or was it just like, boom, you're on candid camera? Right. No, it's it's something that's not only discussed, um, but also within writing, you know, you sign all these waivers and whatnot. You know, I, I know I'm working around big cats. I know I'm working in dangerous situations. I know there's going to be a film crew following me, yada, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. And for me personally, I was like, I'll sign my life away. I want to touch a tiger. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't care what the fine print said at the time. Um, but it was just regular stuff covering Joe's butt, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, he was very loud and very proud. So yeah, it, I, was, it was interesting. I, you have to have some sort of crazy attitude to sell underwear in your gift shop at a zoo. I like yeah. that yeah. to me is still the funniest and thing. That, that to me is honestly the most normal thing he sold from the Joe Exotic line, that had nothing oh my to do my God. with the animals whatsoever. <gasps> I mean, he what sold, else did he sell? <laughs> uh, he sold personal products as far as like lotion and um, creams oh, wow. and you know stuff, oils and stuff like that, all the way oh, down my. to sensual. You know, he sold sensual things. He he <laughs> threw out condoms into the crowd. You know, because oh he God. believed in population control. And, oh yeah. my God. 
Well, I yeah. agree with him on population control. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know, uh, I, mean, I think everything. I think everything, like I've been saying, is better in in quality than in quantity. So I agree with him on that. You know, yeah. but it's just you know, I, there there were so many times where it's like this is we we are geared to be a family friendly place, mm-hmm. right? And condoms in an eight year old's hand is not very family friendly. So. <laughs> I wish I wish there was more of a professional personal line drawn. There right. wasn't, you know. Joe's whole life was always on display at all times, and and it's kind of admirable in that sense. So. Oh, I, the being completely yourself and authentic sure. is always a win. But like, for sure, let's let's know our audience. Time and place. Time <laughs> yeah, and place. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, it. what is something that that we don't know about Joe Exotic? Like, we know he's crazy and loud and boisterous and. What was something that you guys saw every day that that you wish the documentary would have shown more of? Yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't know if it, if it's a we across the board. Me personally, I was able to because of the amount of time that I worked with Joe, and also the the types of times. You know, the difficulties. Mm-hmm. I mean, the we spent more time together than I spent with my own family at the time. Wow. So. I was able to see, you know, raw Joe. Um, Joe's like that all the time. When he gets up in the morning, he hits the floor 90 miles an hour and he doesn't stop till he goes back to bed. Um, Mm. But he does have real raw moments where the cameras are off, you know, the the park is shut down um, and he's just a person with regular person issues. Um, Mm -hmm. Joe struggled with with his family, you know. Um, His father never accepted him for who he was. Um, and he struggled with that. And I think a lot of what he did, a lot of his actions in general, especially as a grown man, was that little boy just crying out for attention. Wow. You know, and um, yeah. I, I know that personally, but I don't think that that was portrayed to the world. You know, I mean, everyone has a story. Everyone has a has difficulties. And I was always a true believer in using your struggles and your hardships and your pain as tools, you know, as these essential tools that you use on your way to the top, you know, absolutely make use of it. I mean, it's your, it's your biggest and best, most valuable tool in life is your struggles and your pain, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that- so, you know, we would have those conversations, me and Joe, um, that's the stuff that people don't see, you know? Yeah. So, that, yeah. uh, that when uh, on it, when he's talking about his dad, that was the realest. Yeah. I felt that like, you know, we got to find a, like see a glimpse of that. Like that was that was very that real. was you can see very, it in his eyes. You know that. I mean, that had to be very hard for someone like him to talk about because he's he, all about the yeah. show. You know, you yeah. don't want to see the the wizard behind the curtain at all, right? So and that's, that's exactly kind of, it. If everyone kind of just takes takes a step back and looks at everything that Joe's done in his life, um, whether it was a magician or the the founder of this huge you know biggest large cat rescue zoo mm-hmm. in Winniewood, Oklahoma, or even just running for president or putting on <laughs> shiny shirts every morning. Mm-hmm. If they just take a step back and look at it, you know, it's so easy to say, "Oh, all he wants is attention." Mm-hmm. Um, but in in you know in a, the same or a different perspective, you can say the same thing with saying a hundred percent different thing. He wants attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Absolutely. Two different things, you know, and and I think that more people focus on the, oh, he just wants attention part and, and forgot about the part that, you know, he, he's just a human at heart, man. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. doesn't want attention? Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know anything about wanting attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, As she touches I've her wig. Lived, yeah. Wig, this is my real hair. Yeah. Yeah, reserved, low key life. Um, so Joe was was very opposite of me, um, in so many ways. But you know, I I still see this human at the heart of it. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen Joe give the jacket off his back. You know That's... the the last the last eight dollars in his pocket. You know he doesn't wow. have to do any of these things, and um, he gains nothing from it except the fact that I saw it. So yeah, that and oh, that's sorry. really. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> That's really what kind of shows your true colors. Now, let's be honest. He's done some shitty things. I'm not going to lie, but he it is nice has. to get a different perspective of him other than yeah. this crazy you know person. I mean, yeah, I could sit here and, and go for days on the things that he has done that I do not condone. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not, you know, I'm not his, his, I'm not the guy to make that judgment call. 
You know, right. at the end of the day, he is. So, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So expanding, well, I guess moving on a little bit, how did mm-hmm. the documentary come about? What was your experience with that? I saw that um, you kind of refused it a couple times. Um, right. How, what was that process for you? Well, um, I left in 2018. Um, and obviously they had already been filming um, for this documentary um, before that. And, and I said to them when they first started talking about how they wanted to release it as a focus on, you know, Joe and Carol's feud, you know, Mm. that's, that's how they (laughs) kind of presented it to me. It's like, we want to highlight, you know, this feud and show the, show the story of how, you know, this industry is nothing like what people think it is. Um, And obviously at that point, I just wanted nothing to do with it. I had already left the zoo. I knew what footage, you know, I've known they've been filming all this time. So mm-hmm. I knew that they had a ton of footage. I, there was no need for me to be involved in it whatsoever. Um, and that was kind of my perspective on it all. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the filmmaker himself said, look, I've been filming with you for X amount of years. There is a story here and it's going to be told with or without you. Um you have a hell of a story and I think you should be the one to tell it. So I'm so glad that you agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when he put it like that, there was absolutely no way I could have, could have said no to that. So. Absolutely. Um, how has, how have things changed for you since the documentary has come out and it has become this yeah. massive <laughs> pop culture phenomenon? Yeah. You know, um, a lot it's changed a lot because again i said i'm very reserved you know i'm okay with just driving to and from my my necessary places coming Mm -hmm. home to my family and calling it a day um so it's 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 odd to be able to or to you know interact with these people on a daily basis i they would have been perfect strangers other than this um so it's cool it's it's definitely different in that sense you know it's it's been fun even in this quarantine um it's been fun so. That's that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Have you been recognized on the street? Yeah, yeah. That's the craziest thing to me. You know, um, I'm not anonymous, and and most people um, don't expect that. They don't expect to walk around and some perfect stranger know who they are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, what is the craziest thing someone has asked you while you're out there when they recognize you? Yeah, um, to marry them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to, to marry them, yeah. Oh, my God. All right, I'll mark that question in, in off. In person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh great. God. Who does that? Like, that's like yeah. going and seeing a pregnant lady and, like, touching her belly. Like, that yeah. to me, it's so, why would I've you ask that question? It strange, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, you know, it's during this, like, quarantine where people are already just afraid to talk to other people or come into contact with other people. Um, everyone's wearing face masks here in LA or here in California, so it's crazy. It's been, it's been <laughs> a, a hell of a ride, I'll be That's honest with you. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, what do you think about all of the gifs and memes and everything that are going around? Like, just, I mean, it's... I yeah. get one at least once a day. Not gonna yeah, lie, yeah, it's it's <laughs> everywhere on uh, on social media, and and obviously it's always in good fun. Um, I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed memes of everything, not just obviously not just Tiger King, but now that it's a little personal, I know these people personally. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone in the documentary I've worked with on a daily basis for years. So to see some of it, I'll be honest, it's laugh out loud stuff for me. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, my wife sits around and just stares at me all day like, what now? You know, what are you laughing at now? Oh, God. It's so funny. I mean, yeah, um, yeah John, <laughs> fortunately for me, I'll be honest, you know, it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say that because I, I haven't seen any, not much negative, you mm-hmm. know, for me personally, um, which is such a beautiful thing, you know. Oh, absolutely. So I'm grateful. I'm definitely grateful in that sense, for sure. My favorite my favorite one is the picture of Joe when they're getting married. And it says, I'm going to tell my kids this was Florida Georgia Line. It's probably the funniest. <laughs> that one I have laughed at the hardest, for sure. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. That's oh, well, wonderful. I'll send that one to you. I'll send that's that one wonderful. to you. <laughs> um, yeah. So... <laughs> what did you have any interaction with Carol Baskin at all? Do you like know her? And I mean, I'm sure you may not know her, but 
like right. what is your point of view of that story right um carol reached out to me one time and it was immediately after my incident i, I kind of figured she would um and of course at the time i just told her i don't want anything to do with this feud or any of mm-hmm. that so i i just thank you for reaching out but i'm okay where i'm at and just left it at that never talked to her again mm-hmm. um i've been on to i've been on her park um as a visitor obviously and i uh you know, I've heard about Carol through the Joe Exotic Grapevine, mm-hmm. um, but I never paid it any attention, to be honest with you. I was so consumed right. in what I was doing for a living. I mean, I was living my dream, you know, every single yeah. day. I didn't care about what was going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing is so wild. <laughs> it's a mess. It's, a it's absolute a mess. I've mess. Never seen, yeah, I've never seen two people who claim to dislike each other so much just so infatuated with each oh, other and it's they, equal on both ends of that spectrum. Oh, absolutely. You know? I bet they would so. really, they would have been best friends if they could have just talked about. Absolutely. Talked they're like exact, normal adults. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're the exact same amount of just perseverance and persistence. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they're, they do more research than the FBI on each other, you know, oh so God. it's pretty incredible. <laughs> I mean, how <laughs> dedicated they are to each other. They're like the world's greatest marriage right now. Absolutely. (laughs) They are full on. I mean, they're they're just, I love that they're obsessed with each other. And they'll, they'll, they'll deny it. I'm sure. But like, totally obsessed. That's the funniest part to me is like, if I have any opinion on it, it's like, you just stop lying to each other (laughs) because you love each other. (laughs) You love each other. It's fine. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's like that bullying I had in high school that I was like, oh, he's awful, but I'm, it was in love with him. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's relatable. It's definitely relatable. (laughs) So... What do you think? Do you think there's a big difference between what Carol does and what Joe did? Um, because you know, you know um, she's got her point of view, but I, I don't know if I see a difference, honestly. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, the word she likes to use is exploitation. Um, it's the use of something for your own benefit, for your own financial gain, mm-hmm. um, and they're both selling the same product. So. As, as far as who's, you know, whose cage is bigger or whose park is bigger or better or what mission makes more sense. They each have their own, you know, supporters. They each have their own followers. Um, but they're, they're each doing the same thing. And that's putting an exotic animal that doesn't belong even in this country in a cage in this country mm-hmm. for this country's countrymen to pay to see. So that's, that- that's how it breaks down. That was one thing I uh, I felt watching it. I was like, I get I get what you're saying. I understand right. what you're saying. I feel like you're being a hypocrite because you're, yeah. you know, if you want to take care of these cats and kind of take them from people that don't need them and all of that right. stuff and kind of give them the best life they have until they die, um, you know, why are you still having tours and, you know, that right. kind of stuff that you're right. mad about Joe doing? That was the exactly. one thing that I, w- I never understood about her point yeah. of view. And, you know, there is a difference, the biggest difference, which is why she's at the forefront of, of kind of uh, trailblazing this le- to legislation is the bill to stop cub breeding and cub petting. Right. Um, and, and when I was in the industry, when I was working with these animals every day, it was important to me that every move I made was for the benefit or progression of these animals, even if it's only in captivity, because that's all I ever knew. I never seen one in the wild, never worked with them in the wild. Um, I've learned a lot of things through my experience. Um, one of the things I've learned is that there are a lot of national zoos that actually catch their animals out of the wild to oh, put them wow. into cages so that what is displayed is their natural, you know, their natural habits, their natural instincts, their natural mm-hmm. behavior. Um, so they wanted to mimic the wild as much as possible, and that included the animal itself. Um, Obviously, we don't go out and catch these animals from the wild, but they end up here in America. And within America, we have gotten animals from all over this country, from the East Coast to the West Coast and everywhere in between. Um, So, you know, and then obviously we do breed as well. Um, I think where I stand now outside of the industry is I'm like, I still 
don't have a single clue what's best for these animals. I definitely don't want them in cages, but where else are they to go? Right. Um, you know, if, if I want my children to be able to see them in person, even if it's in a zoo, um, then, then I would think that breeding and, and increasing the population is the answer to that. But, mm-hmm. you know, now as I sit still till today, till the second, I just don't know what's best. I just don't know. So I, yeah, what, so what, I, how do you know? I mean, these are giant exactly animals that cannot be domesticated right. no matter how hard right. you try or anything like that. It's, I, right. How? What do you know? I mean, it's who? Right. Who? I don't think you know, anyone. That's will exactly know. it. I mean, um, man, if they could speak for themselves, right? God, and, I. And wish. that's why you know, as mm-hmm. as as far as being in that industry again, professionally, I I, I won't until I have that answer. You mm-hmm. know, as far as mm-hmm. any more moves that I make in advocacy of these animals, I don't know how strong or how motivated I'll stand behind of it until I know that answer. Right? You know, how can you work towards something you don't even know what that is? So. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I ask myself that question every day. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep sucking on. Yeah, yeah we'll just keep yeah. pushing. We'll see what we can do. Um, <laughs> so, leading into that, what kind of what um, organizations do you think provide the best care for these giant animals? Yeah, you know, anywhere that um, you know, everyone needs to support something. Um, mm-hmm. As far as financially. So if you do have a financial responsibility, you need a financial income as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to say, you know, these sanctuaries that aren't open to the public, um, but most of them don't have the funds to even provide care to these animals. Mm-hmm. You know, where do they get their funds from? And even donations is not um, reoccurring and it's not sh- sure. You don't know how much you're getting within donations, you know, um, so just, it would have to be somewhere that's, that's funded permanently, you know, on a permanent basis um, that isn't open to the public where these animals can live in these enclosures that are built to mimic their habitat best as possible, right. um, you know, and they can, they can just be tigers or be lions or whatever, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's obvious, everyone knows, you can't return these guys to the wild. They have no sense of survival whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, let alone there's not much of a wild for them to return to. So right. it's just one of those, you know, I've actually heard that, you know, outside of America, there's so much more resources, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the money's here. So mm-hmm. they're funneled into America. Like just, I mean, it's incredible. You know, I feel like a lot of people buy them because they see like a rapper or a celebrity. They like, like yeah. even just posing with one of these animals. Right. And so right. they want to emulate that. And then it's like, oh, well, what do I do with this thing that eats this uh, this amount of meat every right. day? Like, oh, right. I, that to me is, just look at the picture yeah. of it. It's pretty. Yeah, Let that's it exactly it. Let it live. That's exactly it. And, you know, of course, it's it starts from the, just like a dog, you know, just like a house dog. They're adorable as puppies. And then they're just another mouth to feed as adults, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a mindset. I'm not saying that's across the board. That's just the, the general <laughs> mindset. Um, but unfortunately the biggest difference here is that it doesn't turn into a 50 to 60 pound dog. It turns into a 400 <laughs> to 600 pound, I mean, carnivore apex predator, Right. you know, built to just be the top, the top mm-hmm. of the food chain. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can't have two tops of the food chains in the same place. So no, you can't. Yeah. Um, speaking of okay. 60 pound dogs, if you're looking to adopt an Australian oh shepherd, my God. I'm <laughs> all- <laughs> I try to give my dog away to every guest that we have on the really? show. I love him. I would never give him away, but he he can. I could totally understand why people do. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, have you watched the documentary? What did you think of it as a whole? I did. I watched it after um, after my family watched it, and and you know told me about it. Um, and I think that you know it it showed a very very small part of ten years of my life. You know. Mm. Um, and, and I think that a lot was highlighted, a lot was left out, you know, they, they obviously focused on only certain points of that story. I obviously know the whole story, so I know there's a lot more to it. Um, whether they did that on purpose, I don't know. Um, and I just, I'm just glad that awareness was brought to the industry. Um, even if it was through, you know, the story of Joe Exotic or the, Mm -hmm. the dark secrets of Carol Baskin. I mean. Everyone right now that has watched the show 
has at least once Googled tigers. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Tigers in America or, you know, the tiger issue in America or the deep, dark secrets of tigers in America, whether whatever they Googled, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever random Google their journey started with, um, I- it had tiger in it. So. I definitely made my computer wallpaper a tiger. I'm not going to lie. I mean, see, see. Yeah. So just that, just that awareness, that education, even if it wasn't, you know, the best education, it was still brought there. There was so much more attention brought to this industry than I did in the 10 years that I invested my self, my body parts, my, you know, energy Mm-hmm. I invested that for 10 years and this show did more than I did in those 10 years. So obviously yeah. I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic about that. That's you, right. Were there parts about yourself that you feel like were left out? Obviously they, they misgendered you. Um, but I've seen yeah. that you don't, you didn't really care. Um, are there parts that yeah. you were interviewed about that you feel like should have been included? Yeah. You know, um, I love, excuse me, I love telling my story, man. I really do. I love talking about myself. Who doesn't? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, I don't think that anything important was left out. You know, it wasn't my story. It wasn't a story about me. It was, it was a, a, it was a love story, you know, about the tigers, man. Mm -hmm. Um, About the industry and what it does to people. You're a certain type of person when you want to mess around with a 400 pound tiger. You're a, you're a certain type of person. And then you throw in, you know, other people just like that. And then rivalry and controversy and competition. And it just turns ugly, as you guys can see. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. I, it's, I think. It's... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think that everyone was portrayed. You know, I know these people in real life. And I think they're portrayed the way that they are in real life. But unfortunately, you know. It, it did tell a story from beginning to end and, and I'm sure most people weren't happy with the way they were portrayed, but. Well, the truth, honey, well, it's not a pretty right. picture to see. Sometimes. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, the, the whole concept of a documentary is I'm going to sit you down and ask you questions and, and you just answer them. Absolutely. So if you didn't like, yeah, if you didn't like the answers, I mean, you shouldn't have answered. <laughs> I, don't know, man. Yeah. I really don't know. What do you think about um, the sheriff reopening the case about Carol's husband? Man, I think that's wonderful. I'm, yeah. I'm happy and, and I'm sure his family is grateful, you know. Um, Absolutely. If you focus on that, you know, you focus on the fact that his family, man, I would want my families to seek answers and be given those answers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, just I'm the, happy about it. Just the simple closure would be more than right. anything else. Right, um, for sure. We here at Gay Space are not allowed to make allegations, but we are allowed to <laughs> speculate wildly. And yeah. so we have done plenty of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I love it. I'm, I yeah. just, I'm just like you know, gushing and, right now. <laughs> yeah. And as far as, you know, the, uh, the misgendering, I mean, honestly, I, I think it affected others you know more so than it affected me but i think Mm -hmm. that's just because of my perspective on it um Mm -hmm. i'm very proud of who i am and uh i've always been proud of who i am my name um you know everything about me i I mean what i look like to others is important to me as well you Mm -hmm. know um however i've never been you know aggressive in it or uh, forceful in it i've always been very uh i don't know man i just like when people can just be themselves you know, absolutely unapologetically and i think that should stand within every relationship uh, whether it's strange or not you know strangers mm-hmm. um or best friends i think that that should be the the vibe so yeah absolutely i ran with it <laughs> we um we here at gay space are also <laughs> supportive of anything you want to be <laughs> yeah you what i what i think <laughs> is interesting about the documentary is that there were a lot of lgbt Q characters but that was not like it was like oh joe had three husbands like that's not even the right. that's not a weird part about that. this <laughs> right. so i think right. that speaks a lot to maybe culture for us like it's just becoming a, a normal thing or maybe mm-hmm. it's just the story was so crazy but i'm gonna go with culture is accepting right of gay I, people I, I agree with that you know i definitely agree with that i mean and and that's amazing because and people have fought for those rights and for mm-hmm. that vision because i mean it shouldn't matter you know joe was an eccentric person period 
it didn't matter what he went home to, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a fact. So I think I, that that was, you know, the, the best thing that could have happened, honestly, is to just look at the person as the person. It doesn't matter what he does or what he goes home to. So I will say when, when it showed that he had two husbands, that, that didn't even cross my mind, mainly because <laughs> I live, I'm in the community. So I, you know, I know, I know people like this, but that didn't even cross my mind because I was still, my mouth was still on the floor about you having right. your arm chewed off. Right. right. So I just, That's what I mean. That's like what I mean. Wild. It was just such a, yeah, it really is. You know, <laughs> it was, it was a time of my life. It really was. It was a great experience and um, I, I, I'm going to cherish it for sure. That is, a, a, we, I love it. That's, it's yeah. just, there's so many things we could go into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There is. We can do this all day. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> what have you been up to since, um, you know, the documentary airing, like moving to California? What's your life been like since leaving Oklahoma? Oh, it's been, it's been nice. You know, it was nice in Oklahoma too. Um, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I just needed fresh air, man. I needed to put my feet in the Pacific Ocean again. I was born mm-hmm. and raised in Hawaii. So I wanted sand and sun and beach and salt water, you know. Um, and there wasn't much of that in Oklahoma, so California it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been. I mean, the weather is incredible. Um, you know, the vibe. The vibe is different. You know, compared to Oklahoma, it's Oklahoma's gorgeous and the vibe's awesome. But I was just looking for something new and fresh, and, and I found mm-hmm. it here, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been up to nothing except just enjoying it, man. Honestly, I've been soaking yeah. it all in. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And you're yeah. you're no longer working with animals. Not professionally, no, sir. Okay. I uh, I am still able to interact with them personally just because okay. of my connections within the industry, but mm-hmm. no, not on a professional platform. No. Okay. What, um, what is the industry, like people inside the industry, what are their thoughts and feelings about this documentary? You know, I think everyone was excited um, in the same way that they were kind of now like, holy smokes, look at all these other eyes being focused mm-hmm. on this industry. You know, it, it can go one of two ways for them. I mean, if their business relies on cub petting and breeding, um, like Joe's does, um, it, you know, it, it could go down because of this, um, because people are like, you know what, Carol's right. We shouldn't breed and we shouldn't, you know, cub pet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, <clears throat> I think that it's a good thing no matter what. It shouldn't be which person is right and which person is wrong. It should be what's best for the animals. And like I said earlier, guys, I don't even know what that is anymore. So, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad there's attention on it. You know, so That's complicated, it sounds like. It is. It is. You know, and if I'm true to myself, which I have to be, man, I don't know which side to stand on. I don't think there should mm-hmm. be a side. I think there's just one place to stand and that's that's next to the cats, man. Yeah. So. Speaking of that, uh, you know, Joe being in prison right now, um, if it were if you were to do it all over again, would you look at things differently knowing what you know now, or would you still just all the way through? Yeah, um, yeah, I think I would definitely have my eyes open a little bit more. I'd uh, be mm-hmm. more aware of what's going on around me. You know, <clears throat> I actively, obviously, actively participated in a lot of things that I think I would have asked more questions on and maybe even mm-hmm. not participated in. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, a big part of it, you know, as I started to think and feel like I was more a part of the problem than the solution. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had to just kind of cut cut ties, you know, yeah. and step away from the industry in general. Um because man, that's the that's the last thing you can do is be your own worst enemy. And the worst part is, the animals are the only one who suffers. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I I don't know if I um, would say I would do it exactly the same because I know that I would have my eyes a little bit more open this time around. But I would do it again. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was my it was my life. It was my dream, and I loved it. I loved it. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Well, Mike, I think I've asked all of the interview questions I'm wanting to ask. How about you? Yeah, let's lighten the mood. Uh, Well, actually, I had one more question. I'm sorry. Have you (laughs) spoken to Joe while he's in jail? Right. I did. I did one time. Um, Is he doing okay? He obviously was, yeah, he was, you know, down and out. And um, we were talking about a pretty heavy subject when we were on the phone Mm -hmm. um, about his mom. 
you know so yeah um it was hard it was hard to hear his voice you can you can hear it in his voice he's a defeated man you know but that mm. was in 2018 before he became the tiger king so right <laughs> oh I, i'm sure I'm he's sh- different now right. <laughs> i'm sure I'm sure he his ego can't fit in that cell <laughs> for uh-huh. sure. I'm, I'm sure there's not a prison big enough. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we like to do here at Gay Space is we play a game called Q and Gay. Q oh. and Gay. Oh, we never do it right. We never say it together. Q and Gay with Mike Q and, and Trey. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, perfect. Uh, so what these questions are? They're super silly. Uh, you can take mm-hmm. them as seriously as you want to. Um, and answer every, you know, however you want to. I don't care. I love it. I love um, it. Let's do it. First question. If you were to have a dinner party with anyone, living or dead, who would they be? Steve Irwin. Oh. Oh, yes. That would be great. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, <laughs> I miss him. I loved that I show. Do. I do. My entire childhood consisted of his voice and his <laughs> phrases and his attitude. I love it. Oh, love my it. God. I that was a quick answer. Most people just go, um, well, I guess Jesus. Like, we all want Jesus at the dinner no. table. Like, let's see. No. <laughs> I want I want his like plate to come and him to say, like, isn't she a beauty? Like, yeah. That's amazing. I want to hear that, you know? Oh, that would yeah. be cool. I just yeah. went crikey. That's that's yeah. all I wanted to say. <laughs> uh I was gonna ask, so yeah. if Tiger King becomes a movie. Who would you cast as Joe, Carol, and yourself? <laughs> Joe, I I have said this from the moment I met him. He is the living, breathing, walking version of Joe Dirt. Oh my god! You know? Yeah, you just you just threw on some <laughs> some some sparkles and yeah. some tigers, and so so David Spade is my vote for that for sure. Perfect. <laughs> It looks, I mean, I'm, I mean it. It's this is real. That's he would be perfect. Did you did you have an yeah. interview with him? I've seen him do. I did. Okay. I did. How was that? Yeah. Incredible, man. I grew up with David Spade, obviously. You know. Yeah. Um, I grew up with Adam Sandler too. So mm-hmm. just just that whole crew, that SNL Adam Sandler Happy Madison crew. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely okay, was cool. a was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So David Spade is Joe Dirt. Or is Joe? Is, is Joe? Are, um, well, I mean, he is Carol, <laughs> right? I've said, you know, I've said Carol, and I know she looks nothing like her, but it's just the attitude thing for me. It's the um, you never know what's coming out of her mouth attitude, and that would be Aubrey Plaza for me personally. Oh, you know, yeah, just because of that, man. She she is just that girl to me. She just seems like you never know what to expect, and that's Carol. I mean, she you can't look at her and expect any of the things she said. <laughs> I mean, they so. both and they both have that like deranged look in their very, eye. yes, very raw <laughs> weirdness to them that you can't explain. You can't, figure, yeah, you put can't. Your finger on it. So, They've yeah. definitely, so definitely, <laughs> definitely Aubrey Plaza for her. I don't know the looks doesn't match up, but I don't care. <laughs> um, it's it's, the wonders of makeup and wigs, <laughs> exactly. Right? It's Hollywood. Come on. <laughs> And then um, for me, uh, man, I, I'm still stuck on the kid. His name is Brandon Baker. He's the kid from Johnny Tsunami. And I'm still stuck on that. He just okay. needs, um, <laughs> he needs some, some cosmetic surgery um, to remove his hand. And, and then, oh, you know, perfect. We'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> They'll wrap that slight, in some green fabric. Slight Got it. surgery. <laughs> Take it off, put it back on when they're done with production. Um, have exactly. any of yeah. these people contacted you? Like, I know that like uh, Dak Shepard is a huge fan. Have Have right. you heard from right. any of these people? I haven't. You know, I'm not much of a for a media uh, presence or whatnot. I love being able to speak for myself, but I don't mm-hmm. reach out much. You know, yeah. so if, if someone contacts me um, and and I'm able to respond, I will. Um, so if they have contacted me with something that professional. I just haven't responded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, we're so yeah. good. Well, we're very lucky that you said yes to us. No, we're very man, I love it. I love interacting awesome. with people. And, and yeah, like I said, just, just having a good conversation. Who's not down for that? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and my next one is what's a song that you never want to hear again? That I never want to hear again. That you never um, want to hear again. There is <laughs> there's so many songs that I never <laughs> want to hear again. Um, 
<laughs> probably that one from I don't even know the band, but it's 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 the blue song. It's blue. Oh, Eiffel brother, 65. <laughs> it sound, that sounds right. My little brother used to sing this over and over and over again. I never want to hear that song again. It's now, I hope it's, it has been. <laughs> it's now playing it. in my head. I'm not going to yeah. sing it. It's definitely playing in my head, though. Oh, oh you're welcome. <laughs> I just, I'm That's super good. distracted now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Okay, let's play a game of Fuck, Mary Kill because we love that game here. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to do The Essentials. Uh, Carol Baskin. Right. Joe Exotic. Right. And uh, Mike, throw someone else in there. Uh, Doc Antle. Doc Antle. There we go. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a bunch. Um, <laughs> that's a bunch. Let's, a lot let's of... go. Yeah, let's go in, in order. I guess it would be... Uh, I guess it would be Doc Anto because he's just sexy. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, me and Joe have obviously had a very, uh, very close relationship. So, you know, he would make the most sense to, uh, to have as a partner. Um, mm-hmm. So let's marry Joe. And I, I don't, I don't know. I guess my life would be the same if Kara was in it or, or not in it. So <laughs> yeah, she can go. <laughs> she can All right. Go. That makes yeah. sense. I if I had to do <laughs> uh, right, like it. No, if you're a gun to the head, not, not like I'm I, gonna yeah, just like say, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of us have. None of us have thrown out. Uh, what my favorite yeah. part of the whole thing is is you know the the app TikTok. I don't know if you're on it or whatever, but they have the remix. Idea. There's a remix where it's like Carol Baskin. Like, like they do that. Oh no way! Wow. The oh crazy. Yeah. Oh, if it's a whole song. It, it's a whole song. That would just it's, that would just bring out so much memories for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, the, what's so time. wild to me is um, you know, all of these people are just throwing out wild accusations the entire time. I'm like, right. we can't, you guys, we don't know for sure. We're pretty sure, but we don't know right. for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I know one thing for sure, and I will say it for sure. I mean, she is the only one who benefited from his disappearance. Right, right. She's the only one. So speculate all you want. I'm pretty sure you know. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I've I've told my dad before. He was on the like working on the roof one time, and I was like, "You're one step from me having a big check." So I know exactly how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> You're one loose shingle. One, from me. just one gust of wind, and I'll be a whole other person. I can't wait. That is that God. is awesome. That's awesome. I know you said it. That happened. <laughs> that definitely happened. I sure. Yeah. He, lo- he looked at yeah. me like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> I better watch my step. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it for Q&A with Mike and Trey. Well, um, I think we're done. Um, yeah. Do you, I mean, is there anything we should have talked about that you feel like we should ask about? Um, no, no. Give I mean, you a chance you know, to it's, highlight? It's uh yeah, yeah, no, you guys definitely, you know, touched on some things that I'm glad that I was able to speak on, you know. Um, again, I don't like speaking on others' behalf, but my experiences with these people, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's important is the personal experiences, you know. Absolutely. Um, Joe included, Carol included, you know, I think everyone should be able to tell their story, and I'm glad I, I was. So thank yeah. you guys for that. Yeah, well, absolutely. We're thank glad you for that, coming on. Yeah, we're so glad yeah, that you're yeah, here. It, it means, it means the world it's to fun. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool. That was Gay Space. Thank you, Seth, so nice. much. Um, do you, you said you don't really use social media. Do you want to share your Instagram or anything or not at all? I, you know what? I do. I okay. do want to, um, just specifically because there there is an imposter. Oh, no. Okay. Is, um, he's specifically on Instagram right now. Um, so I've been getting a ton of mail, emails and messages from this particular um or not from, but about this particular page, because apparently okay. he's also, you know, putting out fundraisers and, and, you know, oh, asking no. people for donations. And I just want to put it out there for it's public safety, man. I mean, do right. not donate unless you talk directly to someone who you know, or, or if I put something out there and that's something you're willing to donate to, I mm. will say on the record though, I do not, I do not have any, you know, GoFundMes. I do not have any donation platforms. None whatsoever. Right. I don't. I don't want your money. So please don't think it's coming to me. That's that's important for me. That Great. is good to know because 
People yeah. suck. They suck. So what is so your, unfortunate. What's yeah. the right yeah. username for Instagram? So my my Instagram is actually under my Hawaiian name, which okay. is Kaiulani. It's K A I U L A N I, and obviously Safari. Um, and the the one that I speak of is under Kelsey Safari. Okay. So obviously more people are funneled to that, you know, Instagram because it's mm-hmm. my, you know, it's the name that everyone knows me by. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always had this Instagram. Um, you know, I go on it very often just to make sure that I'm interacting, you know, with, with the people who, who are supportive of me. And yes. uh, I'd appreciate it if I would be able to do that to everyone instead of someone else. So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah. you have two big fans here at yeah. Case. I appreciate you guys, man. I really <laughs> yeah. do. It's yes. been a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely um, want to keep in touch. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Please do. We would love it. <laughs> yes, please out. come to Nashville. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah, take you to all the definitely. hot spots around town. Well, no. That sounds <laughs> well, like fun. When everything's open again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my Instagram is at Tracyotomy on all the things. And uh, Mike, what's yours? At Mr. Mike Gill is mine. And you can find us on Threadless for our merch. Gayspacepod.threadless.com. Yes. And that's, that's it. Everyone that's have a great it. day. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and lift off. Hot mess edition.